Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. I'm Rachel Olson. And we have Noelle Okolowitz with us today. And this is your crazy Encouragement Cafe girls. And you know what? I want to talk about a topic today that maybe, maybe there's a lot of different people that think a lot of different things about, but I want to just uh, break it open and talk about baptism. Good topic. You know, my word for the year this year is immerse. Mm. Um, And I was baptized long ago. And you said we all have different beliefs about baptism and, you know, sprinkle or pour or dunk in the river or whatever it might be. And um, do you ever need to get baptized again or is it once and done? Um, I don't, you know, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not here to answer any of those questions. But I just know that for me in my life right now, I feel like um, that's what my heart is craving. I'm just ready to go back under the water and come back up to new life. Mm. Um, So my one word this year is immerse, immerse myself into the river of God. Wow. I love that. You know, for me, my baptism story uh, was me actually coming back to God and some of you know my past and my history, but basically what happened was I was raised in the church, but I went to a church that never did regular baptisms. It was like something they did a couple times a year, and you kind of had to get in the list of people that were going to be baptized. And somewhere along the line, I never really got on the list. But when I was 13, I had something horrible happen to me and it made me make choices that took me away from God I I, and I used that as an excuse but I just really didn't feel like God cared or he would not have let those things happen to me and so I really I kind of abandoned my my belief that God was in the middle of of my everyday walk and so I walked alone. And I was trying to make decisions by myself. And I made a lot of horrible decisions. And for 25 years, I was doing this thing called life completely out of God's will. But my dad, who was a sold out believer, who was one of those guys that he was at a revival tent meeting in 1956 and gave his heart to Christ and went from hopeless alcoholic to sold out Jesus freak in in wow. a matter of two seconds. And the man never turned his back on God again. He he never took another drop. He never smoked another cigarette. He was he was off the charts passionate about telling people about Jesus because he saw what a radical change it made in him. And so my dad took us to church. But when that thing happened to me by someone in my church, it soured me. And and maybe that's you today. Maybe you've had an experience at church that just really turned you and you've used that as an excuse. My dad prayed 
And every time I saw my dad, he said, I'm praying for you. I said, I know you are, Dad. And every time I saw him, he'd say, hey, kiddo, I'm praying for you. I'd say, I know you are, Dad. And the, the year that my dad's congestive heart failure really took a grip on him, my husband and I made 14 round trips back and forth from North Carolina to Indianapolis, and we kept making this round trip over and over, and we would go on a weekend to see my dad wither away in the hospital, and he got moved to Illinois' hospital, so it was an even about 12 and a half hour trip to, to get there, and so we, we just watched him. And my dad would always smile at me and always say he was praying. And God started stirring something in me. You know, I, as a young kid, I knew what was right. And, I, and when I was younger, I really did ask God to forgive me. But somewhere along the line, I just went off the rails. But that year, making all those trips back and seeing my dad, God was working on my heart. And I knew that if I didn't get my heart right, I would not see my dad again. If God took him, if God chose to let him this be his time, I would not see him again. And that was troubling. And so I remember as clear as anything, sitting straight up in bed at two o'clock in the morning and saying, waking my husband up and saying, I gotta be baptized today. He's like, what? And he goes, this couldn't wait till morning. <laughs> I'm like, no, I've got to be baptized today. It was Sunday. And I remember we went to church here, but I was never plugged in. I was a pew sitter and I wanted my kids to be involved because I knew it would make them better. But I was a pew sitter and I didn't really want anybody to know my baggage or my mess. I just wanted to go. But that day I went to church and my kids were middle school and high school at the time. And I will never forget my pastor standing up and saying, I don't know what you believe about baptism, but here's what God says. If Jesus did it, shouldn't you? If Jesus did it, if he was the example and we're supposed to live our life like he did, if you've never been baptized, maybe today's your day. Now, I don't know about you, but what are the odds? that he would preach that sermon on that day. And I turned and I looked at my kids. When he gave that invitation, I looked at my kids and I said, I'm going forward. And they said, we're going with you, Mom. And my kids followed me. And my husband walked beside me. And we all went into the water of baptism that day. And I remember coming up and going, you know what? That immersed, refreshed feeling, it's like, all the baggage was left in the water. It was like symbolic for me that I didn't have to keep doing it on my own anymore. I didn't have to keep pretending like I was a good girl. I didn't have to try to make things right. God was going to take it from here, and I could trust him in that. And I went home that day, and I called my mom, and she's in the hospital, and I said, Mom, put the phone down by Dad's ear. And I said, Dad, guess what? I'm back. I'm back. I gave my heart to Christ today. I got baptized today. And I promise you, I will never look back. I will never stop following him. She said, I don't know what you're saying, but your dad is crying and he's smiling. And I said, hallelujah. And eight days later, my dad went home to be with Jesus. 
on their 52nd wedding anniversary. And I think he was just hanging on saying, God, can I see my baby girl make the right decision? Can I watch that? Can I just have that knowledge that she will meet me in heaven someday? And so I don't know where you are right now in your walk with Christ. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I do know that there are people praying for you. And I do know that if you want that assurance that I am walking the way Jesus walked, it's an important decision. It's an important life-altering moment in your life when you say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I remember that you talked about having that sense of urgency. I don't think I sat up in the middle of the night, um, but I remember that sense of urgency. For me, I came to Christ when I was in college, and I had very little knowledge of of anything in the Bible. Um, I don't know how I, I grew up in, in America, in the South, in the Bible Belt, and didn't pick up much more along the way. I, I knew about Noah's Ark, um, and I'd heard of Adam and Eve, and that was pretty much the extent of it. Um, so I had a lot to learn. And I remember reading about and learning about baptism as I was a new Christian, and and I remember that sense of urgency, like feeling like maybe something's not complete, something's not finished yet. Um, and uh, my, um, I was dating um, a guy at the time, and things were getting pretty serious. And he had invited me um, to go visit his family in another state. So during spring break, we were going to go and stay with his family for a whole week. I had never met his family before. And so, you know, you want to make a good impression, and you're nervous about all of this, and you think hard about what to pack and what to wear and um and then I learned that there was going to be a baptism on this the the day that we were leaving and so I made my um then fiance then then yeah then fiance I made him take me to this other church that was doing baptisms that like it was like I have to do this now and he's like really on the way to spring break I'm like Yes, I have to do this now. And so I did. That's what I did on my way out of town with, with Rick and was baptized. And, and it was uh, it was freeing. It was beautiful. Um, it was, you know, same thing symbolic of the, the raising to new life and the leaving the past behind. But um, I still laugh now when I see the pictures because then I show up at the house of, of Rick's family and they're all meeting me for the first time. And I look like a drowned rat. You know, I, my, I have no makeup, my hair, you know, and I, my hair has to be fixed and hairsprayed or it just looks awful um so my hair i mean i looked like a drowned rat but i was beaming and i was happy and you know now i look back at the pictures i'm like really rachel that couldn't wait another week but um yeah i remember that sense of urgency It, it it is amazing how god just takes your heart and lets you know that hey this is for you and and yeah it it is a symbolic gesture but i want you to understand that this is this is for you, because when you come up out of that water, you're revived and refreshed, and you feel like, yes, yes, I can do this. I, I never knew I could do it before, and, and in my church, I remember feeling like I was always backsliding. <laughs> you know, that, that, that was a big word when I was growing up, and I kept picturing this this picture of a slide that you're trying to sl- climb up and whoop, no, you're back down to square one. And God said, no, watch what I do when I take you through this cleansing 
and you're going to come up out of that water and you're going to walk new with me. Noelle, I'm sure you have a story or two to tell us about (laughs) baptism. We had a, a pastor that lived with us for about a year or two. And so, uh, and, and we live in New York. So he lived with us for a little while. He was uh, lived in our basement. We had a church, a, ho- a, a home church in our house. And I oh, still not remember. a home church, a house church. A house church. Okay. Like a, and it, it was something that we everybody would joke around about. They're like, Noelle has a church in her basement, you know? <laughs> and it was like this weird thing, like what goes on down there, you know? And it was just so silly. But it was a, a small... Uh, you know, church, and we actually had pews, and I remember, and, and we called him Brother Jim, and Brother Jim uh, had gotten these pews, mm-hmm. and my sister and I were kiddos, but we helped him uh, refurb these pews, and every, at the end of every day when we'd work on refurbing these pews, he would take us out for ice cream because we worked so hard, and the whole time he was... Uh, teaching us how to refurbish these pews for the our home church he was teaching us the hebrew alphabet oh wonderful and so to this very day my sister and i i could recite the ancient hebrew alphabet wow. from psalm 119 the wow. alabeta gimel uh-huh. i could go i could do it but i won't be bragging like that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one day he was like talking to us about baptism and we decided that that was going to be something we wanted to do. That was a choice. And it, I still remember I was nine years old and I got baptized in my parents' swimming pool. And it was just something precious. And he he went over it with me and he read the scriptures to me. And I just remember feeling like same thing that you ex- that you're, you had experienced, just a refreshment and a renewal and a revival and like something good is, is about to happen. Yeah. And so um, it was life-changing for me, even at that age of nine years old. And, you know, you think about it, oh, what could you have gone through, you know, at age nine to need it? But I had a very crazy childhood as Mm -hmm. well and Mm -hmm. some uh, abuse things. And so for me, I believe that set the course of, of the rest of my life. And so my husband got baptized just about two years ago, two or three years ago. And it was like you, Luann, he had that sense of urgency. Like we were just sitting there in church and he uh, was Catholic. So he had gotten baptized as a baby, but the pastor was doing other baptisms. He just had this sense of urgency Mm. where he's like, I got to go. And he like took off running. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, my husband, like, yes. he's a great guy, but he's a, he, he's kind of in his own zone uh-huh. and just something sparked on him. And, um, and he was like, he didn't even have the clothes, but he just, he's like, I have got to do this today. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's the way God works. And, and when you look back through the book of Acts, you'll see it over and over and over the way that, you know, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. You know, and and so people did. They came and they were baptized. And there was a reason for that, because when Jesus sets the example for us, if Jesus went to John and got baptized, shouldn't we? And it's that kind of a of a holy prompting that says, yes. And, and Noel, I love the the story 
of when I went to Ella's baptism and watched that little nine-year-old get baptized in the river. And I took a little video snippet of it. And I've watched that little girl since she was two years old. And it was so cool to see her make that decision and see her raising her arms, just praising God. And I did not even realize, you know, that you were doing this painting. You felt prompted to do this painting. But what was so amazing is that you you did the painting of, of her from watching that video, and then you kind of tucked it away. You never did anything with it. You, you then sent me a message and said, hey, I would like to send this to her. I gave you the address, but you never really did it. You didn't get right. to that point. But when you did, God prompted you to send the painting of Ella being baptized. And the moment, the moment that that package arrived, her mom called me, burst into tears and just said, you're never going to believe this. You're never going to believe this. And she cried and cried and said, there's no way in the world that she would have known that I needed this confirmation today, that I needed to know that this was, you know, so important today. And the fact that God connected all those dots, all the, that's the way he works. And, you know, he works through each one of us doing, you know, my dad saying, I've never stopped praying for you. And Carol letting her daughter know as she's raising her as a single mom, that even in those tough days when Ella makes her want to pull her hair out, then she gets a package in the mail from you because you were following what God was prompting you to do. She gets that and she said, Luann, it was just like God saying, no, well done, my good and faithful servant. You're raising your girl to know me. And this is confirmation. When we go through these things with, with God and we listen as he's prompting us to do what he's called us to do, you know, maybe today you're saying, you know what, I, I got sprinkled, I'm good. And I'm not saying you're not. That is not for me to judge. Here's what I am saying. When I went under, I came up a new creation. I felt that with everything in me, like I was absolutely revived and refreshed. And maybe today, this is your call to action. There's a reason that we felt compelled to talk about baptism today. You know, there's somebody listening right now. Maybe there's somebody you're praying for right now. You know, I think again of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. He's riding along in his carriage, reading the Word of God, and he doesn't really understand it, and God sends Philip to explain it to him. And then Philip, you know, is explaining what it's all about, and the Ethiopian eunuch says, well, well there's water. Shouldn't I be, is there any reason why I can't be baptized today? And Philip's like, no reason at all. Let's pull this puppy over and let's get the job done. Today, maybe that's you. Maybe you are looking for that little word from God that says, is baptism really that important? And girls, what say you? 
you know, I love in that story there of the eunuch, it was, you know, he's saying, is there anything standing in the way between me and leaping in that <laughs> puddle of water over there? You know, yeah. it does not have to be a big thing. You do not have to wait for the opportunity to travel to Israel and be baptized in the Jordan. And if you were baptized as a child and you find yourself traveling to Israel and want to be baptized in the Jordan, I'm good with that too. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's the, here's a puddle of water on the side of the road. Let's do this. Absolutely. I've got to share a story with you. You know that our prayer warrior for Encouragement Cafe is Mary Kay. And Mary Kay runs our prayer room and makes sure that all the names are prayed over when we do an event. And Mary Kay is such a godly woman. Mm-hmm. And she um, had been praying for her mother-in-law for years, for years. And her mother-in-law was raised in the Armenian church, and they didn't do baptisms like immersing. And and she was very proper. Her mother-in-law was very proper. She always had on several things of jewelry, and her hair was always done. And and she always looked just so. And I remember, uh, but but her mother-in-law and I connected. Her mother-in-law was in her 80s, and there was something um, kind of, rebel spirit about her that I connected with from my past. And so she and I just got along and I understood her. Mary Kay's very sweet. And I have a little bit of that edge on me when, when necessary. And so I got, I got her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law got cancer while she was here visiting. And suddenly her world changed and she ended up having to live here. And I remember going and picking her up and we'd go have coffee. We'd go to Panera. I just felt like God was calling me to do that. And so I would go pick her up two or three times a week and say, hey, let's go have coffee because she didn't have any friends of her own here. And so we would go have coffee and she would ask me questions. You know, I know Mary Kay thinks that this is important and that's important. And I don't know how I feel about that. I know my relationship with God is between me and him. And I remember just telling her some of my stories and how God had impacted my life. And, and I would pray with her during these coffee times. And then one Sunday, it just was so incredible. <laughs> Dwight and I are standing in front of her and Mary Kay and Mary Kay's husband in, in church. And they give the invitation, anyone come forward. And she reaches up and grabs my hand and says, would you walk up front with me? It's time for me to be baptized. 81 years old. And we walk down the aisle, and I get to be a part of watching her go into that water. And it was so incredible to watch her come out of it. And so, so refreshed and so revived and feeling like, okay, now it doesn't matter what happens. I know I am where I need to be. And it's just it's just that kind of a thing. When you get that opportunity to witness to someone and to share life with someone and to tell them how much of a difference and an impact it makes, I mean, don't shy away. Step in to the water. It's almost like she she finally, she, she did that. And that marked a point in time. I'm going to stop fighting. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop questioning. I'm going to stop resisting. You know, and it's a it's a it's a moment of surrender. And yes. there's such an anointing that comes on that. There there is a reason 
why the Bible speaks of that. Mm-hmm. And it does say in Acts um, that the Holy, it gave, the gift of the Holy Spirit yes. came on them. Came upon uh, them. Came yep. upon them. So there is something, you know, like a not magical, but spirit, like a spiritual change. Right. Right. So. Is it? A, it is a spiritual change that happens. It's a life-altering change. And today, we hope that you've enjoyed the conversation about baptism. And if you've never experienced it, I hope you'll consider it. Or if you have loved ones, don't ever give up. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.